This podcast is intended for mature audiences ages 18 and over. The podcast represents the opinions of me and my guests, and the content here should not be taken as medical advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical or mental health questions. We discuss topics of sex, sexuality, and relationship dynamics associated with ethical non-monogamy. Not your cup of tea? No worries. There are tons of other podcasts to choose from. Piqued your interest? Awesome. Welcome to Swing On By. Welcome to episode three of Swing On By. Nico and I are interviewing our first couple this episode. We're excited to share the story of Dom and Mary, who over the last year in the lifestyle have pursued self-discovery and uncovered parts of themselves that lay dormant for quite some time. A quick reminder that our goal here is to share the experiences of bisexual men and women who practice ethical non-monogamy in a variety of ways. So if you're a swinger, poly, something else, a lot of things, we want to hear from you and hear your story. Head on over to swingonby.com forward slash guest to fill out a quick form in order to be considered for a guest spot in one of our upcoming episodes. That is swingonby.com forward slash guest. We're also looking for guest experts who have a deep understanding of ethical non-monogamy as it relates to bisexuality. So if that is you, please reach out to us via the guest form. Let's go talk to Dom and Mary. Well, I am super excited for this amazing couple that we are talking to tonight. I'd love for you to start by introducing yourselves and tell us your names that you'll be using for the podcast and also your pronouns. My name is Mary and I use she, her pronouns. And uh, I go by Dom and I go by he, him pronouns. Awesome. Thank you both so much for being here. Nico and I have been talking about this conversation, I think since last week, Nico, right? So we're excited about it. We're very excited to have you both here. I would love for you to start by telling us a little bit about your current relationship dynamic uh, status and your uh, ethical non-monogamy dynamic as well. Our relationship status is that we're married. We've been married for 12 years and together for about 17. Our ENM dynamic is um, we're swingers. We play almost exclusively together pretty much and uh we we enjoy orgies not just for you know straight swapping um but we don't do separate dates it's not an open marriage uh yeah i i would say that we're also somewhere in a a middle territory between swinger and poly i i don't know if i would maybe go that far swingers would call us poly poly people would call us swingers (laughs) right <laughs> so we, we 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 definitely don't do like the the DTF. Um, mm-hmm. We we know folks well. We you know say lots of good mornings, and we're all concerned about one another at a personal level more. Yeah, than yeah. Just the play level. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And you fit right in with uh, me and Nico. We've had multiple conversations at this point about the fact that we are kind of in that middle ground as well in terms of. Um, in terms of how we both, you know, enjoy swinging and, and the lifestyle as well. I have friends that call that swally or lolly in terms I of swinger poly. <laughs> I was just thinking of swally, but what's lolly? Lolly, life, lifestyle poly. Oh, well, if somebody uh, told me they're lolly, I would assume they were into the Japanese, like Harajuku, <laughs> like little girl fashion. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, that makes so maybe we'll go with Swally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, how long have you been in the lifestyle? How long have you been swinging? We started, I would say, in early August, maybe late August of last year. I, I would say over the course of our relationship, we we shared lots of fantasies. Um, and, and thinking in hypotheticals about multiple partners. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of ways, it was more just, well, physically that would be hot, but these are real human beings and that seems just, we don't even know where to begin. So we just had lots of fantasies and really it was in the the start of the the summer last year where we actually started really exploring and going, you know what? let's do some research and mm -hmm. we found ourselves at at a uh, at a local club and immediately realized that exhibitionism was a whole lot of fun and started making friends and you know we we discovered new boundaries yeah <laughs> that our boundaries could increase yeah what was that first conversation like? Like, who was the first one to bring it up and say, like, hmm, this might be something we want to try? Um, that was probably me. Um, I had never been to a club before, but I had um, looked into the existence of clubs with a, a former partner of mine. Back in, I want to say, like 2005, we did some searching, and at the time, we couldn't find anything. So we never got around to going, but we were interested in it, and then that relationship ended. And um, and then I didn't really think about it again until last summer, when our fantasies had gotten more and more vivid. Um, and I remembered, well, hey, sex clubs exist. I wonder, you know, it's been 18 years, maybe something else has come up. So I Googled and I found two in our city. We live in a metro area, so we're real close to a city and ours has two. So we had choices. It, it was sort of it's I would say it wasn't quite a, a singular conversation that happened. It was a, a collection of sort of, hey, there are sex clubs near here mm -hmm. or just the, the topic coming up. And then I, it, it feels like Mary put a little bit of a seed in my brain. Cause then about a week later I looked into it and went, yeah. Oh yeah, we've got them. And then where the surprise came is that my, my birthday is early August. And uh, one night we were in bed and she went, you know, I was thinking of doing something as a surprise, but I think we should talk about it first. Um, there, there's a, I, I think this such and such club would be great to go to on your birthday. And I thought it would be nice to go out to dinner downtown. And then we go to the club together, which was great that she asked ahead of time. This was probably a month or five weeks before I had briefly considered that. making it a surprise, but quickly realized, no, that's really probably not a good idea. Yes. <laughs> First of all, that's an amazing birthday gift. But second of all, I definitely agree with you. I kind of, I did not wait five weeks. I think I sprang it on my husband. Hey, we're going to a party, our first party ever, uh, like five days out, maybe about a week out. Um, so yeah, I do not recommend springing it on people <laughs> yeah. when it's something like that. There, I, I'm glad you had conversation beforehand. Yeah, and I think what was really cool for us is we're we're big podcasting fans, mm -hmm. 
And so our first kind of thought around going to a club was, well, let's find some podcasts. Let's discover Uh them. And we found probably half a dozen of them and spent the next four to five weeks, each of us listening to mostly different podcasts. We had some alignment on the same, but we, we talked a lot about all of these new ideas and concepts. And also a, a great thing about ENM podcasts is folks sharing what works well, <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what have been some of the mistakes and pitfalls and things that they wish they knew. And so it was just really, really great to get to hear all of this background and communicate with each other that, all right, well, the first time we go to a club, we'll just play with each other and see how we feel mm-hmm. in this highly sexually charged environment and go from there and, and just keep the conversation yeah. open. Well, I wanted to um, back up a little because uh, just, I don't know if this is pertinent or not, but as far as the conversation leading up to getting into the lifestyle you know, our entire relationship, we had been open with each other about um, our attractions and our past sexual experiences. Um, So we were aware that each other had been involved in, well, I had had a threesome and I was interested in women and he had had a couple of experiences with guys in college. And we were both aware of that. And um, of course, we had also talked about me planning, like thinking about going to a sex club with this other guy I had been with. So all of that information that we were both privy to, once the um, sexual like odometer had like cranked up a bit in our lives and the fantasies cranked up, then all of the pieces fit into place. And there was that aha moment of, we could do this. Why can't we do this? Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, we've been talking about how like the importance of of just having that out in the open. Uh, for me, it's been something that I've made sure it has been always out in the open going into any relationship that I've been into. Can I so, ask, yeah. um, yeah. for just the sake of conversation, what you, both of your um, like relationship styles are? Are you swingers, poly, like what? So yes. We, we fit in that middle ground mm-hmm. is what we've been talking about. So predominantly, um, you know, I always considered myself a swinger, uh, but in terms of how I engage with people has always been about getting to know them at least surface level before talking about going into, you know, the bedroom with them. Yeah, I'm my husband and I are very similar. We consider ourselves um, social swingers, I would say, in terms of really wanting to get to know couples, create strong and lasting relationships and there be the opportunity to just be friends outside of the bedroom. Um, And that's really important to both me and my husband. We do date separately because my husband is also into a like sensual dom sub relationship kind of dynamic. And I'm not really into power dynamics. And so he has that outside of our, our relationship. And then I am seeking to date a woman, um, not successfully thus <laughs> <as> far, <laughs> uh, but outside um, of us swinging together. So I would say that 90% of what we do is definitely together, but then we do have like some separate profiles and everything for what we're looking for kind of individually. Yeah. I, I think one more thing that I need to add is that I'm also, I also played just solo. 
Um, okay. Me and my wife had played in the past, um, but things have changed. She's moved on from the lifestyle uh, for a lot of different reasons. And so, uh, but she's very supportive of what I do. And so on top of that, I, I'm just basically at a disadvantage normally because <laughs> I'm a single guy here. Uh, but, uh, you know, I still have been successful with the lifestyle, uh, regardless of that. Social swinger, I guess that, that sounds nice. Friends <laughs> with benefit, friends with benefits, social swingers. We also like to be friends mostly with the people we swing with. And we've made some very good friendships thus far and others that are just like friendly acquaintances that we play on multiple occasions, but, um, not exactly close friends. Yeah. Well, it, it's like the friends that that we have, you know, outside of the lifestyle where there's people that we invite to concerts, go to the barbecue, um, maybe just go out to lunch and catch up with. Mm -hmm. And other times there are just those sort of friends that are more on the periphery that it's like, oh, yeah, there's a party and you're there every year at the party and we always enjoy one another's company, mm -hmm. but we're not really deeply invested you know, yeah. in, in yeah. one another's lives. And and it's sort it's of like been that analog. way. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of that way where we've got some, some couples that we are really, really close with. I mean, we went to a concert. <laughs> I bought concert tickets for the other couple and us, you know, just yeah. a week and a half ago. And, you know, I was just, I was just having a thought as we were talking about our um, styles is that uh, for the swingers that are more DTF, and they don't want to be friends with you and they don't really even want that much chit chat. Maybe they only want to play once. So, cause some people do that. They're probably the kind of people who already have enough friends. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they have, they maybe have a strong community, a strong family, a strong friend circle. And when they go out to swing, they, they're set, they're friend saturated in their life. You know? <laughs> they're looking for something completely different, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like they're like dehumanizing to the people they're playing with because they don't want to be friends. It's just like, they're kind of emotionally, like socially saturated in that regard with the, with the close friends. And I would say for us, we had some room in our lives for some more friends mm -hmm. and some people, um, went into the grooves. <laughs> 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 were what were your kind of hesitations or I guess were there any hesitations around jumping into the lifestyle and Dom I'd love to know specifically from your perspective as a bisexual man like did you was that a concern of yours when you started swinging or were you just like this is part of who I am I, I think my bisexual journey has definitely been very interesting over the years because I was uh raised uh very conservatively um i was raised as a sixth generation mormon which is somewhat of a conservative religion <laughs> just a little uh, bit <laughs> yeah, just, just a tad and uh so if any of you have seen orgasmo um i was also at one point in my life a missionary with the white shirt name tag and uh bothered old ladies at their door who told me to fuck off Minus the black belt and karate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really fight, but, um, I definitely had a lot of, I would say curiosity as a teenager. And of, of, of course, just within that framework, even really giving that sort of giving too much seriousness to that would, um, would have been very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And so I think in a lot of ways, 
Um, I, I certainly didn't explore that as a teenager. And it was in my early 20s. It was pretty much I got home from doing the whole Mormon mission thing that uh, I quickly fell away from, you know, from, from the, the church and went, yeah, I don't believe in that anymore. And I kind of, uh, if you think of certain things like a pendulum, <laughs> my life mm -hmm. went from very, very conservative to almost anything goes, which, so it kind of flipped from one extreme to the other. And so, so during that time I went, sure, you know, let me explore bisexuality, but I didn't really quite know what that meant um, because I had um, girlfriends and had romantic love um, prior to that, but I was kind of in that whole DTF mode, mm -hmm. you know, guy in his early 20s, go figure. In college. Well, we talked about right. that. <laughs> <laughs> so but, I had a very similar thing yeah. where the moment I accepted that I'm bisexual and came out, um, that I went through a crazy, you know, let's go party. Let's go explore this. Uh, I was in my early 20s as well. And so it, it that sounds very familiar to me. Like <laughs> I also came from a fairly conservative family um, as well. And so it it was just like, I'm moving out. I have my own place. I can do stuff. I'm going to go crazy. And I went a little <laughs> overboard. Uh, but <laughs> at the same time, like, uh, yeah, that, that sounds very familiar to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I thought in, in more recent years, you know, I would say that obviously my understanding of kind of the Kinsey scale is, isn't perfect. I tend to just say one to a hundred percent, so to speak. Um, Miri, I would, you know, has pretty much come out as full bisexual, sort of 50 /50. Yeah, I mean, I kind of identify to myself as pansexual, really, but mostly yeah. I, if I'm self-identifying, it depends on who the crowd is. I usually identify as bi and mixed company, but, you know, to the right people, I'll just say I'm pan. Depends on if I feel like explaining it and if I think my audience <laughs> yeah. <is> well. Right, <laughs> that's it, yeah. Why yeah. don't you have sex with pans? <laughs> well, uh, you you just say bisexual, and if people are like, "Oh, okay," then you're like, "Okay, well, I'm actually pansexual." Because if you understand, if you don't have questions at this point, you probably won't have questions about the next thing I have to say. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we could probably keep going, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, and and I think I kind of view myself maybe somewhere in like a, a seventy thirty range of okay. Of liking say like, women to like, to yeah, men. probably yeah. seventy percent men or um, seventy percent <laughs> women, <laughs> thirty percent men because it was. And I'm probably the uh, the way that way with nice. men, men to women. <laughs> well, I'm glad I get to be in that thirty <laughs> percent. You made uh, it. <laughs> but yeah, it was for me. It was one of the experiences that I had was actually a, a Mormon friend growing up that had a huge crush on me that I never knew about. But then all of a sudden we were hanging out and he just kind of like pounced on me <laughs> um, where I wasn't quite ready for it. And we were doing things and it was basically, I felt really bad that I couldn't finish. Mm. And the only way that I could was imagining it was a woman <laughs> and it was like, okay, I got to unpack that for a while. Um, because I had had other experiences with men that were that were fine. 
Well, when um, you say he pounced on you, it wasn't like non-consensual. There was sexual no, it, tension and flirting, and you both knew you were gonna. Well, th there was tension. Yeah, it, it was just more like. Could we romance a bit more? Talk a <laughs> right. little bit more? Yeah. Like it's been like ten minutes, and you were like, "Oh my goodness, Dom has uh, Dom is willing to be with guys," and I just can't contain myself. Mm -hmm. And it was just sort of like the moment should happen. Yeah. Um, and it 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 didn't. And so, in a lot of ways, that was you know like I had multiple experiences, but that that was the last one, and and just that there was somewhat of a head trip there for me where it was just, I, I really couldn't get in the moment and yeah. just had to develop a fantasy in my own brain. And it was sort of something very odd of going, okay, well I'm doing something with a man, but I need to pretend it's a woman in order to be able to finish. But yet I've had no problem <laughs> before that point or since. Yeah. Well, playing with guys. So it, that was an interesting moment, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a, there's with guys or, or same sex relationships, you, you start to understand what your dynamic is with, you know, men versus women, etc. And if somebody bucks that dynamic, right, it puts you in a very mentally uh, unstable, you know, position, like, mm -hmm. uh, you were expecting one thing, and he did something else. Uh, mm -hmm. Is Is that kind of like what happened and just because he disrupted like the norm uh, or your understanding of how that situation is supposed to work, maybe that just had something to do with it. Uh, it's, it's very confusing because uh, from my own experiences with guys, it was, I started off with boyfriends, you know, dating guys, all that stuff. And then meeting with guys and just starting those kind of wild, you know, one night stand kind of situations came a little bit later than that. Um, and it just kind of, I was not prepared for the difference. Hmm. Right. Uh, so I'm not sure if it's like that was like that with you. Um, but I know the the kind of, it's very trippy. Uh, I, I don't know what else to describe it as <laughs> when, when somebody disrupts uh, that equilibrium you thought you had uh, when it came to you know, same sex relationships or, you, you know, or even sexual relationships with somebody of the opposite sex, just during those first few times that you do it, somebody disrupts that it could be, yeah, it could, it could cause you to question yourself a, a great deal as to what well, really is going you, on in your head. You know, in theory, you're into this, but right now in this moment, you're not into this. Yeah. What about it? Are you not into, it's not working for you, even though you thought it's what you wanted. Yeah. Well, I, it, it's the sort of when you think about what it's like being with having a good romantic encounter where it's like, oh, yeah, I invited you over. Let's let's watch a movie. It's nice to maybe hold hands, cuddle, have some conversations. <laughs> but it was just literally like zero to 100, <laughs> zero to 100. And it's like, I would actually like to get to this point. And I've done this stuff already <laughs> with guys. This isn't my first, you know, yeah. Time and that's there, kind but of normal just... with any new sexual partner. Like you might, yeah. your your pace might not match up, but the added dynamic of the fact that w it was one of your early, uh, you know, homoerotic experiences mm -hmm. added to the confusion. I'm sure. Yeah, I just want to say, like, I've had really sexually aggressive women who approach me on the first date and do mm -hmm. that to me, and I I have had a very similar problem with them too. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's very much a situation of okay, you may just really like to know the person have a romantic I'm, i know they're a friend right 
but you didn't know them in that regard. Yeah, right? that's different. And yeah. that yeah. and that kind of aggressiveness, you, you may just not like your yeah. partners to be that aggressive, right? And uh, that just kind of messes with your head. Or yeah, and and for me, it it really did, and it's it's one of the things that I've. I mean, our lifestyle journey over the last almost year at this point has been fantastic um because i think for a lot of years that was you know my last experience um with another man and because it 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 put me in for a head trip where it was going okay i had to think that i was with a woman to be able to finish things so maybe that just means i'm straight and then going well but i enjoyed all the other times (laughs) (laughs) right and then i met you right after not right after but yeah yeah and and we got married and had the relationship and it's like being in the lifestyle we i did put myself as bisexual um on our profile on the site in the early days and um it was a little bit daunting because not a whole lot not a whole lot of couples um have guys that do that and uh it it was cool that we did find a couple Mm -hmm. and we played with them and it was fun are you talking about bisexually Mm -hmm. okay yeah. yeah, that yeah, that that couple and then there was also, you know, a recent couple that we've actually become really good friends yeah. with as well that we've had a uh, kind of a mutual byplay experience so, that was really good. Let me just burst your bubble here. There's <laughs> way more bi guys in lifestyle style than it looks like. I'm sure. Oh, I know. Yeah. And uh I I was hoping it I wasn't actually bursting your bubble, but um yeah, I I I have as a as a solo male, I get messages from straight profiles constantly, and you know I kind of put them through the ringer a little bit by saying like, "Well, why are you contacting me? I thought you're straight." Yeah, it it's one of those things where I think from the lifestyle you mentioned that you put yourself as bisexual first, and it was daunting. Yeah, it's 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 one hundred percent an uphill battle. But I'd also love to know, are you both on multiple sites? Because I've found that there are definitely, especially within the last year, I would say there are a couple more lifestyle poly AM websites or apps that are catering more towards, you know, other outside of the, the heteronormative field is one of the ones that I think of all the time yeah. in terms of the number of genders that you can you can select and the number of sexualities that you can select on there is amazing. And that is something that was very new to me, like from just the last year when I think we joined field about a year, year and a half ago. And even, you know, even from when they first started as a, as an app to now, just the progress that I've seen in terms of people fully identifying as their full selves, both in their gender and in their sexuality has been amazing and really, really cool to see. Yeah, I've heard that about Field. Um, We're actually not on any of the dating or hookup sites, Mm -hmm. except for the one that is part of our club's website. And that is Mm -hmm. a part of a larger network of other, some other clubs have kind of the same software platform. But yeah, for the most part, it's club specific, community okay and, perfect and i'm happy to jump in here because i'm a data nerd and i <laughs> i work professionally with databases so i yeah. i love this stuff i i did a little bit of just querying before before we hopped on and i looked at the the club website 
and said, okay, well, how many couples are there that have logged in within the last year? Um, hetero couples, male, female, um, 1,384. And then I said, out of that many couples, how many have a woman that describes herself as either bi-comfortable, bi-curious, bisexual, or pan? 1,090, 78%. And then I said, let me take that same data set. Where do the men stand for bi-comfortable, bi-curious, bisexual, or pan? And we are at 147, 10.6%, mm. yeah. which to me is a statistical impossibility. Right. <laughs> um, because what I found in my own anecdotal experiences is they will say straight on the profile, but then if you look in the about us section, it might say he's selectively bi or he is orally bi. Or, he will receive. Right. Or you're in conversation with someone and there's nothing on their profile I had this happen where, you know, the, the wife says, yeah, we should play sometime. You know, my husband is orally bi. It's like, well, you can just be honest and put this <laughs> out there. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've always had that problem where, you know, straight couple profiles will connect with me. And I'm like, well, why exactly did you pick me? And usually that results in, oh, they didn't read my profile at all. Or, yeah, we're we're actually bisexual or we prefer bi guys for a various number of reasons. <laughs> and it's like, okay, great. Um, just getting that out of the way. Now we can have a normal conversation at this point. I don't mind if a couple doesn't have bi on their profile because I totally understand. Like um, I, I have been persistent and stubborn about leaving it on mine, uh, but that doesn't mean everyone else has to. <laughs> But I feel like it's so much harder to get through. Like a lot of what we've we talk about on this podcast is about communication, right? And about yeah. open and honest communication. And when you're starting from a place of, I don't want to say half truths, but it kind of is a half truth, right? In terms of this is what we're actually looking for. I just think it's it's more difficult to get to the heart of what each couple or each person within that couple even actually wants and is looking for in terms of it. Oh, and I, I believe, you know, and I've, I've stated this, if everyone was just honest about it, then this whole problem goes away. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, If everybody and, would just, gee, just exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's several, I've seen a vast improvement on the number of bi profiles, at least in my area. Um, when there wasn't before, even on the older sites, you know, what predominantly swinging sites, but it's very funny when you see a, a profile that was by turn straight and <laughs> it, you're like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I did have a friend recently who is straight and, but he has had or flexible on his profile. And I said, why did you choose that one? And he said that they get more profile hits. <laughs> Heteroflexible does. Yeah. And and that goes with the FOMO conversation. Where okay. If, yeah. If you want to have more, more hits, then you, 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 make you open it up to a wider net. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so The law of averages. But, right. <laughs> but if you're going to say heteroflexible, please be heteroflexible. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that's what I mean. I'm like, but then what, what is the conversation after that when somebody matches with you because you're heteroflexible and you're like, Oh, just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, No, I mean, there's uh, like, you know, there's guys who have heteroflexible and it's like, you start talking to them and they're like, well, really? I just, you know, I'm cool with the guy who wants to watch porn with me or, you know, compliment how I look. Like, uh, that's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how I would interpret it. Uh, or no. you're the guy right. that has a, one or two too many drinks at the bar and starts kissing your friends. Right. Ex- yeah, exactly. Oh, that yeah. sort of thing, which is not fun to me. Like, yeah, that's, I, I like fully knowing what I am getting into and what the expectations are basically based on, okay, is this person straight? Are they bi? Are they, you know, that sort of thing. It's more helpful. Um, I'd love to know, especially since you both are just in, I guess we're, you're not even at your first full year in the lifestyle. How have things kind of evolved for you? And is there like one recurring, maybe conversation or place of conflict that you've either had had to navigate as a couple getting into the lifestyle or just through ethical non-monogamy in general? There hasn't been uh, any reoccurring like issue, I think. Like we've actually been so, like strangely lucky, like anomalously lucky um, with just meeting amazing people and having amazing experiences. And even our least best experiences weren't complete catastrophes. I think my biggest thing that I come up against all the time would be letting myself Mm, I never know if I'm being too loving, I guess. I think Mm -hmm. I'm always afraid to cross somebody's threshold where they're like, whoa, you know, are you falling Mm -hmm. in love with me? Because I I sometimes self-regulate and like hold myself back from being as like puppy dog affectionate as I sometimes Mm -hmm. want to be. And having ADHD, sometimes I get laser focused on like, if I really like somebody, you know, like, <laughs> I really, really like them, but I don't want to come on too strong. And then I overcorrect. Yes. And I become yeah. harder to read. And then I start worrying, Ooh, do they think, do they Coming realize, do they realize I do like them? Maybe they think I, I don't like them. So I, <laughs> Getting in my own head, I think, has been my reoccurring issue. <laughs> I I hear you so loud and clear on that, Mary. I'm very similar all the way down to the ADHD part. <laughs> and for me, I am so I'm so much about wanting to make sure that people are comfortable and that they that consent is a thing and that I'm not crossing a boundary because I would just feel horrible, even if it was just you know, I kissed them and they didn't want to be kissed in that moment or whatever it was that I've had multiple experiences where we go to a party or last year I went to an uh, all women's lifestyle retreat or something like that. And then I leave it and a person will reach out and be like, oh, I really wish we had spent more time together. Like, I really liked you. And I'm like, I liked you too, but I didn't want to come on too strong. You know, like then you have that like regret moment of like, you know, we could have had this amazing time together, whether it be night or, you know, three days at a retreat or something, but I'm just always worried about the what ifs 
in that. So I, I, I totally think that, that is a bi girl sapphic tragedy that plays over and over again. It's yes. and it, it's not just bi girl. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but it you know it it's happened to me, guys, girls, and and with couples. And it, I've talked with lyric about if I don't know, I like get in this like mental gridlock of not being able to make a decision. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's like, please tell me what you want. <laughs> like, I can't make the decision on my own. Sometimes. Yes. It uh, really better at that. <laughs> but, you know, especially, you know, early twenties going through the lifestyle, it was very much like a, uh, I, I need you to tell me exactly what you want me to do or be or whatever. I don't know how to navigate this without, you know, knowing what you're, you want. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of missed opportunities because of that. Like it, it's just, you get in these mental gridlock states and it's just like, then you regret it. And you find out like years later that people wanted to do stuff with you or, or have these situations. And I'm actually interacting with somebody right now who's like, oh, well, time's passed, but you know, I really had a big crush on you back then. I'm like, oh, I had no idea. I did too. Like how that passes by. Like, oh, I laid it on thick. And I'm like, Oh, you wow. didn't see it at all. <laughs> now so, that yeah. to, to me sounds familiar. I, I didn't have my first kiss until after I graduated high school. But oh. apparently I learned in the years since that I would, all sorts of folks were crushing on me during that time. That yeah. it was just, you know, I, I didn't know how to read. Or maybe even if I did read things at the time, I didn't know, well, what's the next step? How to mm-hmm. react? Because mm-hmm. no one really tells you how to do these things outside of like, basically like kind of like rape culture with dudes. And I hated that whole like mentality. So it was like, okay, well, I'm on the other end of, I would rather be cautious and, you know, you, you kind of considerate and not aggressive. Store. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody float with you at a store and then you walk home uh, with your groceries and you realize, wait. Did they really flirt with me? Who are they yeah. flirting with? Yes. <laughs> like, oh, maybe, maybe that could have turned into something. Shoot. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I've also, I think, in especially in navigating dating, like or trying to date women like solo, I've found that because I'm married to a man, people automatically assume number one that I'm off limits, and then number yeah. two that I'm straight. Yeah. And so it becomes harder. Like I was just watching on TikTok today, like how do straight presenting like bisexual women like show that they are bisexual, you know, that, that they're interested in women? Like how do I'm, I'm still trying to navigate? Like, how do I figure that out in terms mm-hmm. of signaling, you know, in a in a cutesy way and not in a scary way that like, hey, I am available and interested in all of those things. So it's one of those. Yeah, I don't know if you. I, I you have not drape found yourself, it. Drape yourself in the pan, the bisexual flag or pansexual flag <laughs> every day and wear a black black uh, silicone ring on your right hand. And there we go. All fall into place. And that we, a sign? yeah, it is. My oh. yeah, my husband and I have black rings. We only wear them <laughs> when we are out and interested in in potentially being you know picked up by another couple or if we're like at a party or something. Um, but we do have our black rings, indeed. Oh wow, my. I've had mine on for the last like eight months. (laughs) (laughs) 
I want to make sure Dom doesn't get passed up in this question that yeah. we started answering about the her any reoccurring hurdles or tough conversations or anything. I don't know. I I think for me some of the the challenges have been. I think it's it, it's the larger question and and that sort of being in that that middle space. I think between swinger and poly um because being sixth generation mormon if you go back enough in time i do have an ancestor that had 11 wives and 52 kids wow kind of poly all right yeah he's he's got a wikipedia entry and a little village in utah named after him um but but what i found is that the 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 heart itself is a hundred percent capable of infinite love Mm. and i do believe in that firmly but that's but that is then challenged with the the finiteness of the actual time and capacity we have to give expression mm-hmm. to to those infinite depths and for me that's that's been a challenge in just a lot of areas in my life um you know per- professionally I'm probably spread in 10 different directions um, and and try to make everyone happy because I've got the skills in each different area I get thrown at, but I just don't have the time to really excel in any of them. And it's it's one of the concerns that I have in in having new friends, which also means that you know these are are real human beings, um, the the same as Miri with uh, deep feelings um, that 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 you know, are, are precious and to be held close and not necessarily having the, the, the capacity to, to, uh, give of myself in the way that, that I'd like to. Um, so I, I think that that's, that's one area that's, I, I think just been a challenge, um, because it, it is actually caring about people beyond just, um, having fun in the bedroom. And then I think some of it too is, um, probably one of the few less than stellar experiences we had was was getting to to play with a single male um who was not bisexual who was not bisexual so um and we we didn't this was still somewhat early early in our journey and so there was a lot of lack of communication mm-hmm. around sort of roles and and uh what all of us were looking to get out of the experience so it was for me, like I realized, like oh my goodness, like there's there are uh, some insecurities that I have that I didn't think I would have mm. because yeah. it's like you, you don't plan for that sort of thing because you you mentally go well yeah I'm totally cool with this and then all of a sudden you're there and you go huh it's totally different <laughs> when it's staring you in the face when right? it's actually yeah happening yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and but but it was really. I mean, I think part of this whole journey has been that we've really elevated the 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 amount of time we spend talking to each other about our feelings mm-hmm. yeah. and and about who we are and what we want. And so it as kind of sucky as that conversation was to say, well, I gotta be honest, that that really didn't work for me and And it I'm didn't work this. for me either, but for completely different reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So can I ask what made you both say yes to a single guy that was not bisexual as like one of your first experiences? 
it was definitely the the uh, the uh desire to be friends with the people we do things with that came first in that situation because it was more of a we met this guy standing in line f to get in and it was a very cold night and we were all kind of like huddled up shivering together and just like chit chatting as we stood in this cold ass line <laughs> and we realized we had some things in common we liked some of the same music we had actually been at the same show i think at one of the concerts we had went to like oh you were at that show i was at that show and we, we had just gone on vacation to a place where they had grown up and it just was all serendipitous and we were vibing with him he's a very nice guy and so that clouded our reasoning to step back and, and look at some more technical things like really <laughs> what do we all want to get out of this what is our play style our dynamic what are we going to be okay with and we talked about some things but clearly not nearly enough <laughs> and we would we had we we would have realized that stylistically it wasn't really going to match up as as genuinely cool as the guy the guy was he was respectful and that, like he wasn't terrible at all but yeah it just didn't no, work <laughs> yeah i i think that that's really well put where it's it's sort of the yes we like this person and that, i think falsely concluding that oh yeah that means we're all going to have a fun time right <laughs> i feel like that's the hardest thing when the person is not like ugly or an asshole or like any of those <laughs> things but it's just like for some reason this isn't a a match that makes sense or that works for all parties. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's the hardest thing to say, not say no to, but just like feel, I, I've always felt the most bad when it feels like it feels like it should make sense. And for some mm -hmm. reason, it's just not a match. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And it's especially hard as a couple, right? Where it, everybody needs to match everybody else. With a single guy that's taking away at least one person out of an equation, you know, if you're meeting with a, another couple, then everyone needs to match up. But, uh, you know, with with guys, well, actually, I, I keep saying with guys, but it's really with everybody. There's like a dynamic that works in the bedroom and then there's a dynamic that works socially. And to find somebody who actually has both of those dynamics that work with you is not not very apparent when you're first getting into things. It's, it's very hard yeah. to, to figure that out. Like you could gel socially, be great friends. And, you know, I've, I've had to turn some people down where, you know, we're talking, we're having a great time, everything else like that. But in the bedroom, I just know it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you learn over time how to identify that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of hard it's to just figure out from a glance or just a conversation. Well, and especially when you're new to the lifestyle and it's one of your first experiences, yeah. it you both already identified that you had a conversation and kind of definitely after that. And I'm guessing, and this is my next question on it, in terms of what have you since then kind of done differently or what questions do you now ask, you know, more in-depthly or conversations do you have with a potential person or potential couple to make sure that better experiences are on the horizon, basically. <laughs> well, we haven't played with any other single people at, at all um, mm -hmm. since, so we haven't had any more practice at that. But um, I would I would feel much more confident going into it if we were to try it again this time, because when when you're new, you don't know you don't even know what you don't know yet. Mm -hmm. right. Well, and there's yeah. so many different possibilities. You may not have considered all of them. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, and and one of the things that we've just had small conversations around is and I'm still learning the lingo, you know, I what is it a dragon? Is a dragon? The, dragon, something? yeah. Yes. Yeah, I just I learned that the other day. <laughs> hey, I'm a dragon. I yeah. you are a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's and so part of that is also going, okay, well, you know, is there maybe something about the dynamic where it would be nice if because that is something to think about, you know, that am I do I have hang ups about um, you know, it being Mary as the center of attention, so to speak, and mm-hmm. um, I'm a player in that. Um, or is it the fact that, you know, the the guy that we were playing with is a dom daddy and mm-hmm. was, you know, really yeah. wanting to take control of the situation. And I don't think that that's something that I necessarily fully processed ahead of time. Like, well, yeah, I, I tend to like to it just didn't quite gel right with me because again, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. It's right. like, well, well that felt weird. Cause yeah, he, he made a couple of comments to me during the time where it's just like, don't tell me how to have sex with my wife, please. Mm. I know how this works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so where, where I think that that, and especially you have, if you say something to me that really rubs me the wrong way, it, it just kind of, Works so way your brain yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. To that point, real quick, I've noticed this a lot in the lifestyle. Is um, if if you give out, did you actually tell him you were by? No, but it was on our profile. I don't think we yeah. ever. Okay, if yeah. he didn't know, then this is maybe a little less pertinent. But um, when when I was swinging with my wife, uh, just the fact that I had by on my profile would have guys show up and just believe that they could just push me around and that, and even, even outside of that, uh, I, I think people in the, you know, some guys in lifestyle like to have this alpha male Dom personality. We've never seen it go well. Yeah. For some reason, some guys think that they need to cuck the mm-hmm. husband uh. and I've never understood that. So there's a couple different signs that that's where people are going as somebody who is a former Dom couples and 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 several women like there's a time and a place for that <laughs> but to do it all goes back to communication yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, it really does but now speaking know, of communicate oh yeah go ahead go ahead i was just going to say speaking of communication and probably a, a qualifier while our names are dom and mary uh, I am absolutely not a Dom. <laughs> These are actually taken from our D and D characters, oh, um, nice. and 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 uh, their names. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, just just e- even though yeah, I'm going by Dom. Uh, that that's uh, I'm definitely not a Dom. Yeah, <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> bedroom, so yeah. Well, as we kind of start wrapping up, I'd love to know from each one of you. What has been the best part of being out both as bisexual and as ethically non-monogamous? Like what, what have you seen in both yourselves individually and both you know, and yourself as a couple? And what are you just like, oh, this has been great? Well, for me, I'm I'm not exactly out. Um, I mean, I'm out to some select people. Um as both bisexual and non-monogamous, I'm out to maybe a couple more people as bi than I am non-monogamous. And the total number is 
I can count on both hands probably. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, And when I say out, I just mean, you know, that you are, you are expressing yourself in that way. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're out to everyone that you've told, you know, everyone in your community or in all your friend groups. I just mean more so that you are participating in the, in the lifestyle and being bisexual in that. So for me, the best part um, is what Dom touched on a while back when he said love is infinite and it can really only multiply. Um, And it's not like pie, like more love for you doesn't mean less love for somebody else. The only finite resources are like time and and money and and emotional bandwidth. But the love itself, I, I have had many moments and periods during this whole year long journey of feeling actually overflowing and having extra love to give. And that has been eye opening and realizing that I get to choose how I spend that extra <laughs> um, overflowing of love. And, and I have friends that I take to doctor's appointments and I have non-romantic friends that I love dearly and um you know all different flavors of that so it's been liberating i'd say to to separate my output of love from the emotion from the relationship escalator Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with that term yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely you can love somebody and it doesn't have to mean anything except for you have a feeling of love for them Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you have to wreck your life or run away with them or start over or follow some sort of playbook or step-by-step escalation of, well, first you do this and then you do this because you love this person. And it's just like, no, there's a person and I love them. And it doesn't have to be anything else. Thank you for that. I do love that. Dom, what about you? For me, it's, I, I've really appreciated over the, the last year getting to explore the bisexual side of myself, which to me even seems strange to say the bisexual side of myself because myself is just myself, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's more just um, realizing that that is something that that I do find um, enjoyment and and happiness in. And so I think about uh, a recent couple that, or a couple that we've recently become deep friends with that they themselves are new in the lifestyle. He presented himself on, on the website as straight and we had lots of talking. And of course he's been in community theater for 20 years and loves music. And we've connected in a whole lot of ways. And so when we first played, I said, let me do a thing. I will go first. I will put on a blindfold and anyone who would like to do anything is more than welcome. And who oh boy, did he jump in there like swimwear? <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> and, and he was just so um, amazing to kiss. I, I let him take the lead in everything. It was like, whoa, this is um, something I wasn't expecting, but I did make it known um that i was by and um i mean it was just really great to um for me personally to have that experience with him but to also know that i was able to be a safe um person for him to get to explore that side of himself and same exactly for me with his wife it was a similar situation she was just exploring her 
bisexual curiosity as well. And, and it was really rewarding and a good moment for myself, knowing that I could provide that for somebody and, and me getting the opportunity to exercise the principles of like consent and communication in the moment um, with a new person and making them feel safe. It was, I learned a lot and mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's that, that's been really cool. And I, I think as well, um, as far as the larger lifestyle journey goes, um, it's, it's probably a cliche, but the, uh, you could say the homecoming sex, uh, is <laughs> the fantastic. reconnection sex. Yeah. Right, yeah. The reconnection <laughs> sex. Um, and, and seeing just, just how lusted after Mary is <laughs> and her skills deeply appreciated oh, yeah. and me going, Oh yeah, I know. I know what that sound means. He's he's having a good time. Um, <laughs> I it it is kind of nice seeing your partner through other people's eyes. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. getting to look at them in a slightly new way. Like um, somebody had complimented something about you that I had never really thought about before, and then after they said it, I started realizing it. Like it was basically. The, your hairy chest like to i was me, about to say is it the hairy chest thing <laughs> yeah it was never it was never specifically a thing for me i of course never minded it but it wasn't until somebody else was like specifically into that <laughs> that i was like yeah you know what that is pretty sexy actually don't come to think of it <laughs> just got to through other people's eyes you know yeah it's, like it it's it's one reason why i love the, the lifestyle like right? you, you get to for me specifically be brought in and then people just are like, oh yeah, I've never, I've never seen my partner do this with somebody before. It's usually just a shift in position or something else that I do that's different than they do. And yeah. That that look of, okay, I know what that sound is. I I know that, you know, think I'm in good hands, all that stuff. It's mm -hmm. such a great feeling. And then, you know, of course, ending up in a sweaty heap together at the end. Uh, everyone happy is just an amazing feeling. So congratulations on on making that journey. I mean, it's, it's, it's fantastic. The stuff that you learn about each other uh, yeah. through those experiences. Yeah. We appreciate both of you for being so willing to have this conversation and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for the opportunity. I had so much fun. Oh, good. Absolutely. Glad to join. Thanks for listening. Make sure to head to swingonbuy.com for additional resources and to shop our online store of buy and E&M friendly merchandise. Your support of the shop helps us continue to produce this podcast. Also, please like, subscribe, and leave a review of the podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, check out our guest inquiry form at swingonbuy.com forward slash guest. That's swingonbuybuywithani.com forward slash G-U-E-S-T. Until next time.